0: Good morning. It is Thursday, October the 5th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today with a prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper.
1: Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And
0: we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. Today's entry is entitled, How the Holy Spirit Makes Assignments. In
0: our text is Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 35. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told
1: him the good news about Jesus. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this.
0: In case you are still wondering whether non-apostles have apostolic authority, i.e. you, keep your eye on the ball. In today's text, Philip takes it
1: from Samaria to the next level, quote, the ends of the earth, also known as Ethiopia. Note, though, that he did not go to Ethiopia.
0: Rather, he was on a Holy Spirit errand. The Holy Spirit regularly, if not constantly, does gospel traffic control. Some call them divine appointments. Divine appointments always lead to divine outcomes, whether we actually witness the fruit ourselves or not. Did you catch the Holy Spirit assignment today? The Spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. I see at least two major requirements to moving in apostolic authority. Number one, attentiveness to the Holy Spirit. And number two, preemptive obedience. First, we need to perhaps demystify a bit what it means to be attentive to the Holy Spirit. Hearing from the Holy Spirit is not reserved for a special class of Christians. It really should be an everyday experience for every follower of Jesus. We tend to set our expectations too high as to how this will happen. We expect an audible voice or an angelic visitation when the Holy Spirit works most commonly through Scripture, wise friends, and quiet inward impressions. Moving in apostolic authority requires honing those Spirit-empowered instincts and trusting them. One more thing of immense importance purity of heart. Second, preemptive obedience means asking the Holy Spirit to give you an assignment and saying yes before you get it. Summarizing the keys to apostolic authority. One, the Holy Spirit favors the attentive. Two, the Holy Spirit favors those who live immersively in the story of the Scriptures. Three, the Holy Spirit favors the pure-hearted and creates pure-heartedness in the willing. Four, the Holy Spirit favors those who open themselves up to divine assignments and appointments. And five, the Holy Spirit favors those predisposed to obey His promptings. I see all of these at work in today's text. Can you spot them too?
1: And Philip, the widow worker, non-apostle, apostolic powerhouse, he's headed to
0: Caesarea. The prayer of transformation. Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, soul, mind, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary for the glory of God our Father. Amen. And the question. Are you becoming aware and attuned to the inward impressions being given to you by the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to ask the Holy Spirit for an assignment? Are you prepared to commit to preemptive obedience, saying yes to the assignment before you get the assignment? Journal out some responses today. Perhaps remember and reflect on such
1: an experience in your past. For our hymn today, we're going to sing the, uh, it's a
0: chorus. I suspect it's probably in our seedbed hymnal. I'm looking right now.
1: It's called Spirit of the Living God, Fall Afresh on Me.
0: I see it on page 299, if you need those words. Spirit of the Living God, number 299. Seedbed hymnal, 299. Let's sing it through twice.
2: Let's make it our, our prayer today. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me, melt me, mold me, fill me, use me, Spirit of the living on me Spirit of the living God fall afresh on me Spirit of the living God fall afresh on me Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me.
1: Amen you know this is this is how we are made to live and move we're made to live and move and have our being in the lord he's made our
0: bodies our physical bodies with all of their seen and unseen aspects he's made them like divine Receptors we- we have divine receptivity, really, that's what mostly needs to be transformed about us. That's what's really broken about
1: us is our receptivity and uh our broken trusters and our and you know
0: that's all for good reason we've we've been broken, we've been hurt, we've been let down, disappointed, wounded, and we need healing in all those places. So that our trust can be restored, so that the presence of God can move freely in and through us. This is how He, this is how He has designed the human community to
1: work, to, to heal, to heal itself, to heal one another, to build each other up. and um you know, I think about psalm one thirty nine um it says,
0: "I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well it says you, you earlier it says you created my inmost being, right? The Lord has created this Inner person, this deep sense of the image of God in us, and He's made that as the place where He dwells with us by His Spirit, and this is how we are coming alive in Jesus Christ. This is how we are made to to have a different set of perceptivity, a different set of senses. Right? We have the five senses, but there's so many more.
1: Our sense of the Holy Spirit is massive, and he's created us to, to
0: be just like Jesus was. We see the prototype in Jesus himself as he walked the earth. That's how God made us to be. And discipleship, this transformational process, is about becoming
1: that kind of person. It's who Jesus would be if Jesus were us. That's the point. You
0: created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb, it says. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You go over to Psalm chapter 8, and it says, He has made us a little lower than the angels and crowned us with glory and honor. Guys, what we need is a upgrade in our anthropology, in our understanding of who and what we are. We don't have any idea. I love how Thomas Merton, in his vision, he had there, I guess, Third and Walnut in Louisville. His epiphany, he says, how do you tell someone that their face is shining like the sun? Okay, God has made us a little lower than angels, and we we don't really realize this. In our physical bodies,
1: he's made us for divine receptivity and activity. And that's that's what we're doing every day.
0: We're consecrating ourselves, we're praying for transformation, when we're moving out into demonstration, that's what we're that's what we're doing. But we gotta wake up, sleepers. We gotta wake up to what is the reality, right? I mean, man, I just it's so easy for me just to sit on the couch and eat chips for an hour, okay? And <laughs> not even not even know what I'm dealing with here in this body. He's made us for miracles, guys. That's what we're training for. That's what we're doing here. We're sowing for a great awakening. I mean, imagine millions of people who are waking up like this every day, beginning to rise up into their God-given identity, beginning to take up, put their hand to the plow of their Holy Spirit-ordained vocation In the world, in your present job, in your present network of relationships, and your neighborhood, you are a divine actor in human flesh, right? That's what this is about. Okay, guys, I got to go. You got to go. We've got to do this today. It's Thursday. Get your seed. (laughs) The seed will always be productive, okay? Power's not in the sword, it's in the seed. Okay, guys, I'll see you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt.
2: We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.